Hello, welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game, flagrantly violating the social distancing rule with these games, and see if the story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 218. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Hope things are well where you are. Um, so far as I record this, things are relatively okay here. Restaurants are closed, of course. I'm still working. Kids are home from school for a month or so. Uh, no shelter-in-place orders yet where I'm at. The stores continue to be empty. No tomato sauce when I went shopping yesterday. So that is a crisis for my pasta-loving family. But we will get through it. Hopefully things are, well, things are relatively okay where you're at, too. Not a lot of news, other than the obvious, this week. As you know, we, we put an end, you know, Closed the book on the Mad Mike Hughes updates a few weeks ago after the tragic death of Daredevil, Mad Mike. But I did see a little bit of Mad Mike news I wanted to mention. There was supposed to be a memorial service for him. Let's see if I can find the article now. Dailypress.com is the date on this. March 19th, noting that Mad Mike's body was still in possession of the San Bernardino County Sheriff Coroner's Office. Plans for a private funeral. But also, longtime friend Michael Hawkins who this article says met Hughes many years ago at a Route 66 car show in San San Bernardino, introduced through a mutual friend, Paul Lamatt, who starred in George Lucas's 1973 film, American Graffiti. They quote Hawkins as saying, I was filming Paul, and he kept telling me I should get a hold of Hughes. I've been archiving him ever since that meeting. Hawkins thinks that Hughes, quote, well exceeded, close quote, a mile in his final hurrah. It's nice knowing he achieved that goal in a steam rocket, Hawkins was there when the accident happened. Quote, he had a dream, and he took the path that led him there. I saw it happen. I'm still grieving. I know it's going to take some time to get past it. It's not going to be easy. Hawkins and some other friends were planning a March 29 memorial for Hughes at Cafe 247. The article earlier talks about Cafe 247, which is in the Lucerne Valley. If anyone's been there, let me know. Hughes apparently was a frequent visitor to the cafe. He liked, among other things, French toast, quote, without the girly stuff, meaning he didn't want powdered sugar. He also apparently liked sweet potato fries, ugh, that he would dip in country gravy. That is according to longtime friend Alan Nielsen. Nielsen, apparently, is a Guinness World Record holder, flat earth researcher, cat lover, and, according to the article, arguably the only Apple Valley resident to question the motives of the town's favorite adopted son, Roy Rogers. Okay, I don't understand that, but all right. So anyway... Hawkins and friends were planning a March 29th memorial at the cafe, but coronavirus, of course, has forced postponement. It is now rescheduled for July 18. On the bright side, according to Hawkins, there is a chance that Hughes' remains might be at the memorial. Quote, we also plan on bringing some of his things to the memorial. We're a small team, so I'm expecting seven of us, but if anyone wants to join us, they are welcome. Come one, come all, it's going to be a nice memorial for Mike. We are real thankful that Nielsen has a lot of space on his lot to leave this memorial for a dear friend. According to Nielsen, he was an amazing and just a super nice man. It's a sad situation, but the guy lived his dream. I can't say it was earth-shattering, find out what happened, because he was a daredevil that lived on the edge. According to the article, Hughes was the ultimate daredevil. He holds the Guinness World Record for longest limousine ramp jump, which he achieved in Paris, P-E-R-R-I-S, in 2002 when he vaulted a Lincoln Town Car stretched limo 103 feet. The record unfortunately also brought him a severely injured bat. The following year, he covered his body in bubble wrap before attempting a 125-foot jump in a limo in San Bernardino. He didn't make it, but he didn't get injured that time either. 
yay bubble wrap, I guess. This article doesn't really say, it mentions that when the accident happened, they were filming for a TV show, but it doesn't say, okay, here it is. The fateful February 22nd launch, which was filmed for the Science Channel's TV series, Homemade Astronauts, was designed as a lead-up to one that would shoot him 62 miles up to the border between Earth's atmosphere and space, which is known as the Kármán line. Um, but it doesn't say what's going to happen with the TV show, if they're going to show anything. Why don't I ask Google? This week's episode sponsored by Google. Oh, man, I wish. All I can really find are articles either talking about how they're going to do a show called Homemade Astronauts or a show that's, uh, or articles that say the accident happened while filming Homemade Astronauts and that there are two other astronauts the show was following. Uh, so I don't know. If anyone watches Homemade Astronauts, um, let me know if you see anything about Mad Mike. So there you go. If by chance you know anything about this cafe or if you're going to be there, you know, in San Bernardino, in July, and you go to the memorial by chance, of course, let us know what you find out and what you think. All right. Well, we could talk about more news, but the news these days is kind of depressing. So let's just let's just get on with this week's game. This week's game is Asteroids Deluxe. This, of course, is an Atari game. Started its life as an arcade game in 1981. It was ported various times. Looks like in 1984 and in 1987. I played it on the Flashback 9 in my continuing quest to play the games on the Flashback 9 in alphabetical order. We've done Adventure 2 and Aqua Venture already. We've moved on. I skipped over Asteroids because I've already done that on the podcast. I'm on to Asteroids Deluxe. I don't have a manual for this, but I don't really need one. It's Asteroids, right? Um, you're in a spaceship. You shoot asteroids. You're in the middle of an asteroid field. You blow the asteroids up. Make Bit asteroids into tiny asteroids before they smash your ship. In Asteroids Prime, you can hyperspace. You know, basically you disappear where you're at and you reappear in another part of the screen. In Asteroids Deluxe, you have shields. You don't have hyperspace. You have shields that theoretically protect you from the asteroids on a limited basis. You can move your rocket around, although most of the time when I play, I forget that. And I really just kind of spin in a circle, blasting asteroids, which is very simple, but a surprisingly pleasing activity. I don't know if it's the sound, sort of the space sounds of blasting the asteroids or what, but I just enjoy it a lot. Wikipedia tells us Asteroids Deluxe is a vector graphic multi-directional shooter. It followed Asteroids, of course. It was in turn followed by Space Duel in 1982 and Blasteroids in 1987. Key changes in Asteroid Deluxe. Asteroids Deluxe were designed to combat saucer hunting strategy of asteroids, which allowed experts to play for extended periods. Modifications also made it significantly more difficult than the original. Ports of Asteroid Deluxe were released for the BBC Micro in 84 and the Atari ST in 1987. The game was designed by Dave Shepard, can play up to players alternating turns. Cabinets were Upright, Cabaret, and Cocktail. If anyone has an Asteroids cabinet, let me know and tell me why you chose Asteroids um, as opposed to some other game. I mentioned how you don't have hyperspace, but you do have shields. The game also introduces the Killer Satellite, a cluster of ships that break apart and chase the player's ship when hit. The little bit I played this morning, I did not see that. Objects wrap from each edge of the screen to the opposite edge, such as from the right edge to the left, as in the original. In addition to the shield feature and the Killer Satellite, the most significant change in this version of the game is that the flying saucers can now target the player's ship across the screen boundary, meaning that if the saucer is close to the left edge and the player is at the right edge, the saucer may shoot toward the left edge and across the boundary to hit the player since their ship is closer th that direction. 
In Asteroids, the saucers could only fire direct, uh, directly at the player's location on screen without considering the boundary, which led to the popular lurking exploit that enabled players to play for very long periods of time on a single credit. This update strategy was in direct response to that exploit. I realize that some of what I'm saying may have been modified somewhat for the ports, but it's still interesting. Most of the sound effects are implemented by custom circuitry, but some are generated via the Atari Pokey sound chip. I only vaguely know what any of that means. Asteroids Deluxe has an entry on ArcadeMuseum.com, the International Arcade Museum, and killer list of video games at Museum of the Game, if you're into that sort of thing. Eurogamer.net has an article, this is an old one, it's from 2007, called Asteroids and Asteroids Deluxe Inertia Creeps. The article talks about how there are some nice effects in the evolved game, meaning asteroids such as the garish hyperjump function, setting the asteroids off spinning feverishly as you leap through subspace into the path of a different rock. But the showy fireworks display that fills the screen with every successful shot simply exacerbates the visibility issue. The asteroids concept is understandably difficult to add a variety of gameplay modes to, but the so-called Throttle Monkey mode, also present in Stainless's Centipede and Missile Command remakes, is the gaming equivalent of someone running up to you in a busy crowd and giving you a savage double nipple twister. Alright. Asteroids Deluxe is precisely the same as the ordinary Asteroids game, presented in exactly the same way. It features the same gameplay tweaks that were originally made in 1980, the hyper jump is replaced by a shield, the aliens do their best to stop you lurking one spot and picking off the cosmic rubble in relative safety, and the Borg Collective, nice, appear on screen toward the end and advance on your ship. All nice adjustments, but ones that can only be considered an update rather than a sequel. I don't think anyone's arguing that this is a sequel, but there you go. The evolved mode, at least, mimics the original deluxe version's alternate color scheme, blue instead of white, so a lot of the graphics stand out a little more against the hackneyed backdrops. The sound effects of the original machines have been delightfully reproduced. The bleeps, squeaks, and guttural thrust noises of the classic game are wonderfully melancholic. I think I agree with that. I find them very pleasing myself. IGN.com poses the question regarding Asteroids Deluxe. Is it still fun 28 years later? This also is a 2007 review. Classic games are labeled as such for a reason. Back in their day, they were the creme de la creme of what video games had to offer. For those who were alive to enjoy them, there are a few things sweeter than sitting down for a few minutes of rudimentary gameplay with visuals that harken back to a simpler era. Asteroids first debuted back in 1979 and is still considered one of the most influential games in history. Sadly, it doesn't exactly translate into the greatest experience on Xbox 360, simply because you truly do not feel like you're playing something. You truly do feel like you're playing something from nearly 30 years ago. You say that, reviewer, as if it's a bad thing. To sweeten the deal a bit, Atari has included Asteroids Deluxe in the package. The gameplay is really no different. The only change is that instead of the hyperspace ability, you can activate a shield when an object or laser blast gets too close for comfort. It is certainly more effective than hyperspace, but doesn't differentiate the original Asteroids from Deluxe nearly enough. Asteroids Deluxe would not be a true Xbox Live Arcade release without a snazzy Evolved rendition. I'm not sure why developers feel the need to slap a bunch of LSD-inspired graphics onto every classic title, but Asteroids is another addition to the list that is substantially hurt because of it. Uh, I'll pause here and say I have not played the Xbox Live Arcade version of this. If anyone has, let me know what you think. Verdict. With Asteroids Deluxe, you're getting a 20-year-old game that can be found around the internet for free. The feeling of playing Asteroids again will be fun for some, but it sure doesn't last long. The evolved visuals are extremely cumbersome, even if they do brighten the screen and increase the presentation values, and it's disappointing to see that they limited the gameplay area to a 4-3 ratio 
rather than widening it out and delivering the full widescreen environment to roam around in. I haven't seen it, but yeah, that doesn't sound good. So they give a mediocre score of five. All right, are all these people right? Am I right? Am I wrong? That seems impossible. But after the break, the asteroids are deluxe. The rest of the show? Well... Give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. Is it COVID-19? No. Mr. Pepper, I'm afraid it's worse than that. There's something wrong with your ass, toroids. No. You mean? Yes. You have Asteroids Deluxe. No! All right, here we go. We're gonna play Asteroids Deluxe. <coughs> that cough was not COVID-19, I swear. This thing even looks like arcade asteroids. You know, it's got blown up, trying to mess with the volume button. It's very basic. They skip all the weird early 80s colors that the uh, Atari 2600 asteroids had. Ah, use my shield. Hey! The sounds are all there, of course. Moving, moving, moving. For such a simple game and a simple looking game, this is a lot of fun. Whoa. Oh man. I gotta play that some more. That's pretty fun. I don't know that I have a whole lot to say about it. The asteroids, I guess, look like asteroids. No! That was close. Hey, I shielded. Man. Taken out by a tiny asteroid. I always forget to move. I usually just kind of turn in a circle, forgetting that I can actually go places. Like that. Here I go. One tiny little asteroid is probably going to get me. That's how life works. Yes. And then I blew them up and the field reset into a tiny giant ball of giant asteroids, which is how my life works. Back to you in the studio. Hey Atari fans, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Card by Card podcast. Join Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review cartridge-based games for the Atari's last answer, the 8-bit gaming system, as well as delve deep into their history. Kieran will also introduce everyone to the UK's budget games. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com. Hey, it's me, Bill, your host, the guy you've been listening to this whole episode. Do you enjoy the stories I write and read to you every week on this podcast, but you feel like you just need a break from my voice? I get it. My family does sometimes, too. Here's an option. Some of the stories from the show are now collected in a volume titled Misery Banana, very short stories inspired by old games and odd thoughts. You can order it wherever you like to order books. I hope you'll check it out. Thanks.
So here's the thing about Asteroids Deluxe. I really liked Asteroids Deluxe. I really liked Asteroids. I like that it's simple. I like that all you get is you on a screen blasting things with a laser. At the end of the day, that's really all I want from an Atari game. I don't need a whole lot of backstory, ironically, since I'm the guy who makes up a story every week. But when I'm playing the game, I don't need all of that. I just need to know where the thing is I'm supposed to shoot, and then I go shoot it. And I want some funky noises to go with it. And Asteroids delivers. Asteroids Deluxe delivers. And I'm perfectly happy with it. If I just want noise and blasting things, I'm going to go put this game on. So, to that extent, it works for me. If you have thoughts about Asteroids or Asteroids Deluxe or really anything else, contact me in one of the ways I will tell you about at the end of the show. It's story time on Atari Bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time with Bill. This week's story comes to us from Bad Poetry Corner, Ode to Asteroids Deluxe, the grinding out of game sequels. Not even old games are immune. Some are quickly forgotten, but for others, on your shelf, make room. Oh, there's Adventure 2, and Pitfall 2 is like one with flair. Many follow-ups don't suck, but can any one of these compare to the Mighty Asteroids Deluxe? What made Asteroids Prime so genius is fully on display. Still multi-directional asteroid shooting, but maybe it's harder to play? Don't even try to hyperspace. That's one strategy that just won't fly. But here you can put up some shields, so no need to wail and cry. Two side fins and a narrower body. This ship is smoking hot. All those asteroids and saucers? This ship gives them all she's got. Don't understand the gushing? Know nothing about Deluxe? You'll have to take my word for it. This game is worth the bucks. <laughs> And that's our show. Thanks to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the storytime theme. Unlike Asteroids Deluxe, you can hyperspace on over to any podcatcher you like and find Atari Bytes. But then make sure, with Shields Up, you head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a deluxe review of this podcast. Email the show at AtariBytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at AtariBytes. Or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, check us out on Instagram. And don't forget, you can call and leave a voicemail too. 563-265-1978. Leave me a message about pretty much any damn thing you want. And pretty good chance I will play it on the show. Check out the new website, which isn't new anymore. www.CarnivalofGleeCreations.com I really need to change that in my notes. For information and links and social media for this show, Atari Bytes, if you forgot, and my other show, The Monthly, it's a podcast, Charlie Brown, which is a deep dive into all things in and around the Peanuts comic strip universe. You can also find out information about books I've written, including Misery Banana, very short stories inspired by old games and odd thoughts, and, more on this later, 
just so you know, there's another book coming this year. And when that comes, that information will be on the website too. There are also links to just some, not all, but some of the places you can order my books in print or ebook or, you know, psychic thought transference. Transfer. Tra that's a funny word. Transference. Transference? Whatever. Doesn't matter. It's not a real thing. I made it up. All of that in one place, www.carnivaloveglycreations.com. Hey, would you consider supporting the show financially by becoming a subscriber to the podcast? You would? That's awesome. Just go to the Atari Bytes page on Patreon. Links to all of that in the show notes, or go to Patreon and type in Atari Bytes, and you will find it. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you're a subscriber to the show, depending on what level you're at, you could get access to episodes early. That's right, you wouldn't have to wait until the middle of night uh, middle of the night on Sunday you can get access early you might also be able to get bonus episodes occasionally i do extra stuff that you don't hear on the regular weekly podcast like for example my ongoing study of Pac-Man the Ghostly Adventures uh, with all this coronavirus sequestering who knows i may come up with another episode of that soon either that talking about the cartoon or whatever else i think of but you're not going to hear any of that unless you're a subscriber on the Patreon like, for example, Michael Tyler, Jose Cazeta, Sean Courtney, and Aerospike. That little quartet over there is just kind of hanging out by themselves, and who knows what kind of trouble they're getting into. So you should probably join them at patreon.com. Thanks in advance. And thanks to those guys. You can still get shirts and mugs, go play some old games, they've missed you, is what it says on them, over there at ab underscore pod underscore store on zazzle.com. Someday... There will be even be new things in the store, but I don't know when. I have stopped saying when that's going to happen because I really don't know, but it is coming. All right, next time on Atari Bytes. We did the flashback arrest and go back to the legit Atari 2600 to play Moon Sweeper. Yep, we got the moon and we're going to sweep it, which is weird because I don't even sweep my own house. So we'll see what that's about. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.